0: Do you ever find yourself second-guessing yourself, your skills, what you bring to the table? You want to show up confidently. You want to go after that big goal, that big dream. You want to try to get that dream job, and yet you struggle with imposter syndrome. You sometimes question what you have to offer, what you bring to the table. If you have ever struggled with any of these thoughts or questions, then today's episode is for you. We are diving into the topic of self-esteem as a military spouse because what I know to be true is that many of us are not where we want to be personally or professionally. Life has not gone according to our plan or the way we would like life to look and we began to struggle and so the message that is out there is that you just need to improve your self-esteem you need to feel better about yourself but is that the actual answer that we're looking for is that going to help us feel more confident in ourselves and our abilities well let's find out inside today's episode You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer. And when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Hello friends, if you are new to the Mills Pals Mastermind Show, welcome. I am so glad that you are here. This is the podcast for military spouses who want to thrive, who want to get unstuck and craft a life with purpose. And one of the things that I have noticed a lot lately is that it is easy to stay stuck in unhelpful thought patterns. And to let limiting beliefs and our mindset hold us back. It is easy to let our circumstances hold us back. Those that break free the fastest, that transform their lives from the inside out, they don't do it alone. If you talk to anyone who has overcome major obstacles, that has worked through challenges to accomplish a lot, if you talk to anyone who has changed completely changed their life, they will usually tell you that they had some kind of support or accountability to make it happen. They had some kind of coach or mentor that helped them get where they are. Friend, we were not made to do life alone. We need each other. And sometimes you need someone to help you Get unstuck, to take that next step, to go after the dream on your heart. If something is holding you back, if you are feeling frustrated that you have not made more progress or you have not made the change that you want in your life, I want you to go book a free unstuck call with me today. This is a free coaching session where we will sit together identify what's keeping you stuck and create a plan of action to help you begin to take the next step for you find out more by going to millspousemastermind.com slash work with me or simply click the link in the show notes today let's help you get the clarity that you need to get unstuck take action and transform your life today All right, so today we are talking about the concept of self-esteem as a military spouse. What in the world is self-esteem? Because before we can talk about whether self-esteem is something we're going after or not, we need to define it. So self-esteem is essentially how we value and perceive ourselves. And when we feel insecure about ourselves, we lack Confidence. We're less sure of our abilities. We doubt ourselves more. And there are a lot of people out there that will tell you the answer is improving our self-esteem. We just need to feel better about ourselves. But the thing that is ultimately going to help us develop confidence in ourselves and our abilities is competence. The more proof that we have that we can do something, the more that we believe in ourselves and our abilities. So what happens if we don't have that proof? If we have not already taken the action, had those wins that give us that competence and ultimately that confidence. What can we do when we don't already have that belief in ourselves? Is the answer improving our self-esteem? So if self-esteem is feeling better about ourselves, this can be good in the sense that it can help protect us from criticism. But there are a couple of problems with self-esteem. Because number one, how we feel about ourselves can shift from moment to moment and day by day. And then a lot of times it's dependent on what's going on around us. And the second problem with self-esteem is that a lot of times how we feel about ourselves is based on comparison with others. If we think that we are doing really well when compared to those around us, we feel better about ourselves, but it comes at the expense of others. Research shows us that the constant pursuit of self-esteem isn't actually healthy for us. So if self-esteem itself has some problematic features, is there a better way? Is there a way to protect ourselves against criticism without needing to compare ourselves to others and view ourselves as better than others answer is yes and the answer of what we really need is not to just feel better about ourselves but to have self-compassion for ourselves i first brought up this idea of having compassion for ourselves um i guess a year ago now um episode 119 is when I talked about what it looks like to actually live with and walk in joy as a military spouse. And there are five basic fundamental elements of joy that we identified in that episode. I will have that linked in the show notes below. If you have not heard that episode, I would recommend going back and listening to that. But one of the fundamental elements of joy that we talked about in that episode is self Compassion. And it was the element when I was looking at my own life and looking at how I am personally doing at living in and walking in joy. This was the weakest element in my own life. And so I set out last year to learn more about what it looks like and what it means to develop self compassion. And thankfully, there is an entire book on the subject of self-compassion by Dr. Kristen Neth, entitled Self-Compassion. So self-compassion is simply accepting ourselves with an open heart. Self-compassion is not about getting rid of our negative feelings. It's about learning to embrace ourselves with care and kindness. And it's not just about self-acceptance where we are today because compassion by definition is relational. So we're not accepting ourselves and thinking better of ourselves by comparing ourselves with others. There are three core components of self-compassion. And these three core components are self-kindness, Common humanity and mindfulness. I will get into these three elements in a moment because I want this to be more than a theoretical understanding. I want you to make this practical and apply it to your life. But first, let's talk about the benefits of self compassion. Self compassion can help us deal with difficult emotions. A lot of us, especially if you are a female, we have lifelong patterns of beating ourselves up that are ingrained in us. And in order to break free from these ingrained patterns, we have to stop beating ourselves up and we have to give ourselves self-compassion. Self-compassion enhances our well-being being. it helps us develop emotional resilience it helps us experience less anxiety and self-consciousness it lowers our cortisol le- level which is the stress hormone self-compassionate people also tend to be more curious and curiosity is what helps us grow it is the engine of growth self-compassion can also dampen our natural negativity bias. We've talked about this before, how we, most of us as human beings have a natural negativity bias. And self-compassion improves our self-confidence, which will help us reach our goals and achieve our dreams. So these three core components of self-compassion are self-kindness, which is making an active effort to soften that self-critical voice inside of us and reframe those observations made by your inner critic. So if you stop and begin to notice the thoughts in your head, are they primarily positive or negative? What types of thoughts are you having about Yourself? Are you approaching yourself with kindness? The second core component of self compassion is common humanity. I mentioned earlier that compassion, by definition, is relational. That means it involves relationship. Common humanity is about recognizing that we are all human and we are all imperfect. And instead of comparing ourselves to others and instead of looking at how we are different from others, we approach life from the perspective that we are all human beings and looking for similarities in our common humanity. The third component of self-compassion is mindfulness. This is the non-judgmental acceptance of where we are. It allows us to see that our thoughts and our emotions are just that. They are thoughts and feelings. They are not who we are. And when we approach this from a mindfulness perspective, it allows us to observe the sensations in our body to be in the present moment and to take actions that align with how we want to show up in life. Now that is all very theoretical but once we understand these three core components of self-compassion we can begin to become more self-compassionate and when we do we will increase our self confidence. And when we do, we will open our life up to more joy. And when we do, we will better be able to deal with difficult emotions and begin to change these patterns of beating ourselves up. So, how do we begin to cultivate self compassion in our life? I have four, well, really five steps for you today that you can begin to do today to cultivate self-compassion in your life. The first one is to just begin to notice when you are being self-critical. Sometimes we just go on autopilot and we don't even realize that we're doing this. And so what I want you to begin to do is just notice what thoughts are playing on repeat in your head. Are they positive? Are they negative? Are you being self-critical? Because we cannot change anything until we first become aware of the problem. So we have to notice when we are being self-critical. The second step is to ask yourself, what am I experiencing right now? I want you to not begin to beat yourself up when you notice that you are being self-critical, but instead... To just say, what's going on? What am I experiencing right now? What do I need? Approach this from a perspective of curiosity and empathy. If we can get really curious about ourselves and approach this non-judgmentally, the dictionary would define empathy as the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to the feelings Thoughts and experiences of others. So, how can we give ourselves empathy? So, number one is noticing when we're being self critical. Number two is getting really curious when we notice that. And then instead of beating ourselves up, we approach the situation with empathy and curiosity. What's going on? What's contributing to this? Why am I responding in this way? The third element is viewing your imperfections in light of shared human experience. This is this common humanity, knowing that you are not uniquely messed up, that there is nothing inherently wrong with you. Because so often we think that we are the only ones struggling with self-doubt, struggling with imposter syndrome, struggling with our thoughts about ourselves. But as human beings, we have this natural negativity bias. And it is something that so many of us struggle with as human beings. So we can begin to view our imperfections in light of our shared human experience. Yes, I messed up. Yes, I am human. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that. I'm going to give myself grace. And then number four is to reframe the observations made by your inner critic in a kind and positive way. What is a different way to look at this situation? Instead of beating myself up, what could I say about myself instead? Self-compassion looks like instead of beating myself up because I was late to that meeting or I overcommitted once again. Or I didn't accomplish the thing I was hoping to accomplish last year. I didn't hold to my New Year's resolution. I can beat myself up for not being better or getting it done faster or showing up the way that I wanted to show up. Or I can reframe that thought to know that. I am human, I messed up, and that does not define who I am. I am someone who is learning how to not be late. I am someone who is learning how not to overcommit. I am someone who is on a path of growth. I am someone who is stepping into more joy, more ease, This year, this is how we began to give ourselves self compassion. Now, I said number five, which I really broke this into a bonus element, and there are three bonus things that you can do. Um, Number one is to spend some time journaling. It is amazing what will come up. Things that we are not consciously aware of. But when we sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and we just let our thoughts flow, it's very interesting. We learn so much more about ourselves when we take time to journal. This is not something that you have to do on a daily basis. But if you will carve out time to do this on a regular basis – I guarantee you it will make a difference in your life. The second bonus thing that you can do is to create some sort of mantra or saying that you can remind yourself of when you notice that you are struggling. When you notice that you were being self-critical. That can look any way you want it to, but to have a phrase that is your go-to, that is your reminder, be it a Bible verse, be it a phrase that reminds you that this is a moment of struggle. This is part of being human. I am going to choose to be kind to myself in this moment. Having a reminder phrase can definitely make a difference And then the third bonus part of this because we are talking about self-compassion because we are talking about the fact that we all as human beings mess up that we make mistakes that we don't show up the way that we intend to is choosing to repair. And this is where I think self-compassion really differs from self-acceptance. It's not being okay with not showing up the way that I want to show up. It's being okay with where I'm at while also I am choosing to learn and grow. And choosing self-compassion is about relationship. So that means when I mess up, I also choose to repair. I choose to make right. I choose to apologize. I choose to bring that back to a healthy Relationship. I don't just say, hey, I'm human, I mess up, and you're just going to have to deal with the ramifications of the choices that I made. I choose to repair. So, the first four key steps in cultivating self compassion in our life are noticing when we are being self critical, approaching it with curiosity and empathy viewing our imperfections in light of our shared human experiences and then reframing the observations that we make about ourselves. To continue and to cultivate self-compassion, we can spend time journaling, we can have a mantra or phrase that is our go-to in moments of struggle and then when we mess up, we choose to repair to make things right, to bring things back to a place of integrity, a place of alignment, a place where we are making the best choices with what we have right now. And when we cultivate self-compassion, we develop self-confidence. We reduce our stress and anxiety. We build emotional resilience and we make room for joy in our life. The answer, my friends, is not self-esteem. The answer is not feeling better about yourself at the expense of others. The answer is developing that self-compassion. And if you are in a place where you are struggling, you are second guessing yourself, you are second guessing your skills, you are wanting to show up more confidently, then I want you to go book a free unstuck session with me. The Information that you need is in the show notes below. I would also encourage you to come jump inside our free Facebook community and share your big takeaways from this episode, what you are doing to cultivate self-compassion, in your life. And then share this with another friend and have a conversation about how you can encourage each other to develop self-compassion in your life. All right, friends, I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you again next week. Until then, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go...